Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Things. All right, man. Back for another week, episode 35. The same number as Kevin Durant. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a lot going on this week. We're gonna start it off with something we all have deal dealt with recently, which was Thanksgiving. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and uh, feasted on some great food, um, especially with the whole salmonella scares and all that. I hope everybody's all right. <laughs> if you're not, that means you shit your your brains out. All right. Yeah. Um, I hope your toilet's all right too. Yeah, I hope your toilet. Is, yeah. Prayers. Um, <laughs> Thanksgiving leftovers. How long do you guys wait until you throw that shit in the trash? Mm-hmm. Because that shit gets so old, man. Some people keep them for one dude said, I don't care. I keep them for a week. I'm thinking like, dude, you're just a disgusting human being. <laughs> One week of shit in the refrigerator Like it's not even frozen This guy was still eating it mm-hmm. Like what are you from a fucking third world country Or something <laughs> Yeah <laughs> That's nasty So I, Yeah I don't know I think uh, that stuff does definitely have a time limit Cause it, it don't even taste You know leftovers the next day Is probably better than the food On the day of Definitely But the longer it lingers on, like that stuff starts, it starts to even taste terrible. Like, Definitely. Mm-hmm. I, but my whole thing is, okay, leftovers are cool. They're cool, man. But the next day they're cool. And then maybe the, I don't know, uh, two days max. After the second day, you got to throw that fucking shit out, man. Mm-hmm. That shit is just, and it's like the turkey's dry. Like, I don't care how juicy turkey is. If you got you've got that shit in your refrigerator for three days, it's gonna be dry as fuck. Yeah, that that turkey is gonna just turn into one big yeast infection. <laughs> <laughs> That's nasty. I know it's gross. I <laughs> gotta paint that visual for our for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, man. But I I I, to, I asked some people earlier, man, to chime in and uh, uh, so I could see how long. They they uh, let those leftovers stay in the refrigerator. Uh-huh. And nobody happened to give a fuck at, up to this point. <laughs> they haven't responded to you. Nobody responded, oh, man. Oh, man. I bet you it's because they felt guilt, man. Uh-huh. I, I think it's because they got some shit still in the refrigerator. It was like, I'm still eating it. I don't know. Yeah, bro. I think, um, I don't know. That sucks, man. I feel bad. You know what I'm saying? Write my nigga Eddie, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Don't don't write me anything. All right. That's funny. You guys are just you know. It, but you know, I appreciate all you guys that listen. But you know what? It, I think we'll make this podcast even better. I'm talking about we'll make it just take it over the top. Yeah. Would be if we we got more interactive uh like stuff for the podcast. Yeah. I think that would be dope because it would it would give you guys a voice, man. Uh huh. If you listen and you want a voice. Shit, inbox me now. We're doing this live. Well, this is not Instagram live I'm on right now. This is just the story. Oh, but, that'd but be, huh? That'd be crazy. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Shit, I should give you guys like a number to call. That'd be dope. Six six one. Yeah. It's like I'm really wet right now, <laughs> and um, it's like, super dark in here too. We could turn into Howard Stern podcast. Oh yeah, you can't see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> he just had the freakiest girls on his podcast. Oh my god! It's like, well, um, 
you guys like I just love your voice and <laughs> 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 oh that's crazy yeah but uh besides that man I just I, I can't eat old ass leftovers I just don't I don't think that's I don't think it's very uh health savvy mm-hmm. <laughs> to say the least mm-hmm. uh, somebody's gonna be in the hospital mm-hmm. you know that shit they also talked about like rice how how bad rice is when you leave it in the refrigerator mm-hmm. you could get like all kinds of this infections and all kinds of shit yeah rice spoils pretty fast very fast mm-hmm. so if you if you made let's say you made i don't know some spanish rice or whatever kind of rice freeze that shit i think that i barely found this out probably this year that rice rice spoils like that yeah and um, I don't know. I think just by looking at it, you would think like, oh, you can just like, you know, leave rice out for forever. But uh, yeah, that stuff spoils fast. It starts to smell. It starts to smell bad, too. Yeah. Well, we uh, not much to say in regards to leftovers. I mean, it, it's 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 all based on you. If you want to eat that shit four days later, you go right ahead. But I really would not advise you to do so. So if you're eating shit one week later, then I'm picture me wagging my finger at you. Like, stop doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Throw that away, my friend. Throw it away. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Moving along. Another uh, very popular topic is Black Friday. Uh, many of you after Thanksgiving, a.k.a. nigga Friday. Like I said, many of you, <laughs> <laughs> many of you. After you stuffed yourself with turkey and got all bloated and shit, you went and you waited in a line to spend money on a TV when you already have one at home that works perfectly fucking fine. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, to make a long story short, I've had the same TV almost seven years. Mm -hmm. It works perfectly fine. I'm not going to wait in line. First of all, I work too much and my time is too valuable to be waiting around a a possible psychopath in line. (laughs) You know, cause some of these motherfuckers are either going to rob you or they're going to try to push you when you get in the store. Like, dude, I am not trying to go to jail just because I want to get a deal on the TV. Yeah. Like, fuck no. Yeah. I'd rather buy that shit at regular price when all of you crazy motherfuckers ain't in the store. Mm-hmm. You got all. You, can you imagine what kind of people are waiting in that line? Yeah, man. I've seen it. I've seen it on YouTube. Yeah, you got fucking prowlers and. Mm-hmm. You got all kind of mother. You probably got a motherfucker that's ready to do a terrorist attack, man. I don't. I don't. Uh, maybe this is like some sort of like slight weird anxiety, but the craziest thought entered my head when I was walking through Target um, on Saturday, I think, and I was just like, "Dang, there's literally people that have murdered people walking around the store with me," and it just it was yeah. like it was. Just, it sounds like a weird, like a weird thought, but like I just like all the stuff, like I'm doing like a little bit of research for my film and I realized that, um, I think a third, a third of homicides go unsolved. So I was just that combined with like looking at people in sort of stereotyping them like people that look like some like sort of gang member or whatever. Oh. Um and I was just like, dang, like these literally like it could literally be somebody. And also knowing people that have um like going to school with people that are like serving like hard jail time for or serving, you know, time in prison for murdering people. 
Oh, wow. Like, I was just like, dang, these are literally, there's, you know, I could be walking next to somebody that is just like, you know, that has murdered someone. Wow. Oh, I like to thank Keith for ruining the topic. Yeah. <laughs> he sucked the air out of that balloon. <laughs> <laughs> next time you're out, you know. Just yeah. be mindful. Just be mindful. There's some motherfucker around here that just that's already shot people. So don't that's get in a little bit more crazier than you. Oh, definitely. Don't get in arguments with strangers. You know how mm-hmm. they say don't talk to strangers? Mm-hmm. I think that they gotta up that you gotta update that rule once you get older and it's like don't have conflict with strangers. Yeah. Cause the same person you're flipping off in traffic, it'd be uh. the same one to blow your fucking head off. You, yeah. You gotta watch who you're talking to, man. Yeah, man. Stop being a tough guy all the time. Stop trying to be tough in front of your girlfriend. <laughs> that's why a lot of people I bet you a lot of guys have died trying to be tough in front of their girlfriend. You're like, fuck you then, bro. You want to fight? Let's fight. We can go, man. We can go. We can go. All of a sudden, dude pulls out a bazooka. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you got, bro. (laughs) Come at me, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But Black Friday, man. I I think Black Friday is, it's a place where a lot of people are literally scratching and crawling. I mean, scratching and clawing each other's face out to get Mm -hmm. a deal on something that's going to depreciate as soon as they leave the store. Yeah. Which I find completely fucking ignorant. Yeah. It's like, dude, you are better off just enjoying what you have. And some guy commented, I, I, I posted something to that energy on Facebook, and he says, oh, well, you would understand if you had kids. Then what the fuck does it got to do with me not having <laughs> kids? People stupid. People just make up any dumb, irrelevant point. That's the problem with, that's why I love podcasts. Mm-hmm. Because by me saying this, you can't take this out of context. And if you do, maybe you're an idiot. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But mm-hmm. if you if you t- if you write anything in text format, people commonly take it out of context, yeah. and and they, and, and they have an issue comprehending what you tried to say. And I'm not gonna waste my fucking time being like, "Well, I actually meant this because," like, dude, if you're too dumb, then fuck you. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go eat a shit sandwich. Go fuck a goat. Okay, I don't got time to deal with that. <laughs> Remember that on the movie Forty Year Virgin? Yeah. Go fuck you. Go fuck a goat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Black Friday's horrible. I I, I w- will not participate in it. And then other people are going above and beyond, like to have these conspiracy theories. They're like, don't celebrate Black Friday because it's it's celebrating the oppression of black people. I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh-huh. Like this is just a lot. Yeah. I I um I think that there's um I forgot what I was gonna say. But Black Friday is is just it's just one of those, you know, social constructs they use to get people to spend a bunch of money that they don't need to be spending exactly oh what i was going to say is that they they have sort of um changed the hecticness of black friday um because there used to be i don't know i'm sure there's still like i seen a crazy video in brazil where it was like thousands of people like mobbing to you know get these black friday deals um but i guess in america they've changed it because they've extended the black friday deals yeah um so there's not like huge piles of like people fighting over like the last PS4 or whatever. Exactly. Um, like not as much as it used to be. So I, I could like, I kind of, um, I guess I appreciate that from a human being perspective that, you know, people aren't getting trampled and freaking target over, you know, electronics. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things that, um, you know, these companies use to just sell 
stuff to people that they don't really need. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, just because something is on sale, that doesn't mean you need to buy it. Like, I can understand if you have kids, you know, you're buying, you know, uh, Christmas presents for people and, you know, you're trying to get the best deals. But like Eddie said, a lot of times people are only um, buying stuff because it's on sale. Like, yeah. buying a new TV because it's it's on sale and it's just like you don't you don't need that like you really don't your tv you have is fine your stuff you have is fine like i i didn't spend any money on black friday no um i think i did go i think i might i might have went shopping i went shopping one of those days but it wasn't like anything to um you know just for the sake of buying it like i really do need some if if there was anything i was going to buy it would have been like some new pants yeah. Because none of my pants fit anymore. What? Yeah, like and even my belt is too is too big and I'd be like sagging. I'd be looking like a crip walking around. I thought you said when they didn't fit, I was like, dang, Keith over here getting thick. Oh no, no that's that- nasty. <laughs> like, Eddie thinking about me getting thick. Oh, no, <laughs> Keith, Keith, Keith out here looking like a snack. <laughs> But yeah, I definitely need like some smaller pants. But the problem I have, I think, I think a lot of black people have is that we have like um, bigger thighs. Yeah, like our waist is not proportional to like how the the the, you know these retailers make pants. Yeah, I'd be having these like that's why that's primarily the reason why a lot of my pants don't fit anymore is because like um, my thighs are like bigger and my waist like fluctuates sometimes so i'm just walking around with this you know what i'm saying this this hourglass figure but <laughs> 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 oh dang this nigga cinderella <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's crazy that you right about that because i bought some pants where even when especially when you even when i lost a lot of weight that last time yeah um and I go put the pants on, and they pull it up. I was like, oh, these is cool. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm pulling them up, I can't even get them up to my waist because yeah. my thigh is too big. Yeah. And it's like, yo, who is yeah. these pants for? You know what's <laughs> even worse? Like, um, when you, for, for whatever reason, when you first put your pants on, they fit perfectly. Yes. Then when you walk out the house, you walk around a little bit, and all of a sudden, they hanging like below your booty. Oh, my God. I'm like, bro, these mugs was fitting when I was in the house. Yeah, I think what it is is you start to stretch the material out a yeah. little bit. When you first put them on, they look all good. And then before you know it, you're like, you got a fucking diaper on. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, yeah, you got to have a belt, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but, but Black Friday, if you really, if, if Black Friday was uh, basically getting all the shit you actually needed, motherfuckers would not be buying TVs. <laughs> yeah. It would be shit like a toaster mm-hmm. or motherfucking, uh, I don't know. They need to do a Black Friday on some condoms. Oh, damn. Because <laughs> a lot of people out here getting having a bunch of kids and shit, they could have, man, you get a Black Friday condoms, they probably wouldn't even sell. They they really need to capitalize. That's actually a good marketing strategy. Hell yeah. If Trojan like- had like Black Friday and they have like some sort of like elegant, um, high-end condom that they were yeah. selling. It'd be like the the wine of condoms. Yeah, exactly. And then I don't know how the slogan would go. It'd be like, Trojan man, mm-hmm. put this on your dick. <laughs> Only black people can fit these. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so white people, stop trying. There's racially discriminating condoms. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, that's just, just something to think about. Yeah, Black I, Friday is uh that I th- I personally like one day I woke up and I realized that um someone is always trying to upsell you. And yeah. from a business perspective it makes sense. Like if we were if if me and Eddie were like selling merchandise online and we'd be like, Hey, this shirt is twenty five dollars. Um, if you spend thirty five dollars you'll get free shipping. So like like that's a smart ah, way from from a business perspective. Definitely. But from a consumer's perspective, I understand upselling. So I'm not going to spend money just because you want me to spend money. I'm gonna exactly. spend my money when I wanna spend Thank my money. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna get me in that fucking line. And you got all these deals, but see at the end of the day, they've look, they've done they've done all the analytics. Mm-hmm. They understand like, look, we only sold this much this year, which was pretty good, but we can make we can literally eclipse that by lowering to only this percentage and then it's tricking consumers into thinking, Oh fuck, I gotta get this deal. Now all you're doing is like when you add it all up, you're just like you're just eclipsing yeah. the sales previously because this percentage drop has brought all these broke people to buy this shit. I'm not saying everybody's <clears throat> broke that's doing it, but a, but a majority of people getting these deals are broke, and they're literally fighting each other to get the shit they don't even fucking need. Yeah. Some of the brokest people are the biggest consumers. Yeah. You know? And, that's crazy, And it's man. fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think dude, the, black, black, the black community is... As much as people, as many people as we have on property, um, we spend a lot of money. Yeah, you gotta you gotta save your fucking money, man. Save yeah. your money. What do you what do you feel about the upsells? Because like, I was talking to my uncle about this, and he was telling me he was going to McDonald's. Like he was literally uh, going to McDonald's when we were on the phone, um, and he was talking about um, sort of like upselling or like this this uh, this idea where you get. Um, so, for instance, they have. If you go into like A and PM or you know any liquor store, any liquor or any like beverage store, I guess you'll you'll get the Gatorades. It'll be like you'll have one for like two twenty five or something, and then you'll have two for like three dollars. Mm. Um, and generally, like I like I said before, I'm already caught on to this idea. Exactly. So I will always buy the one because I know at the end of the day I'm saving money. Exactly. But some people feel like, man, I'm missing out on this deal, so I'm gonna just spend the extra, you know, 50 cents or whatever to, to, um, to get a cheaper, you know, cheaper for the two. How do you feel about that? Do you, well, I feel it's fucking bullshit. Let let me explain. Yeah. (laughs) Let me explain why, uh, you be think, Oh, in, in theory, I'm not saving that much. So I might as well buy something else when in actuality, you're still spending more money. Yeah. And, and you're better off not spending it. For example, got an oil change, right? And uh, on my car, because I got two, I got a truck, an older Silverado, and I got my newer car, 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I went in there to get an oil change on my newer car, and uh, they said, "Oh, we got this deal, but if you do, if you get the uh, the this filter and the cabin filter and this filter change, we'll just do that for all together for seventy five dollars extra or some." I said, "For two filters, you want to charge me?" $75, dude, you gotta be out of your mind. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, what's the deal? I said, a deal for who? A fucking idiot? <laughs> <You Right. know? laughs> yeah. I could change this shit myself and go get the filter for 
couple bucks at AutoZone. Mm-hmm. Like people, you you got to understand when they're trying to get you to buy this extra shit. It's only it's almost like they're. I won't say they're they're forcing this information on you. They're giving you this information, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of misleading in a way mm-hmm. because they're like, if you, for example, the Seven Eleven shit, and they say, well, it's two for it's it's one for two twenty five, but if you get another one, it's three dollars, and it's mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, you're still spending more money, and that's exactly. what they want. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, and it's not like they're bad for doing this. That's their practice, but at the at the same time, it's still somewhat taking advantage because mm. they're still their sales are still the sales are still going up yeah so they're not they're they're not yeah. sacrificing anything the only one sacrificing something is you yeah i think yeah like i said from the from the consumer like i just want people to be aware that you don't have to spend that like you're not really you're getting a deal but you're not really getting a deal exactly. like you're still spending more money so like I'm all for people saving their money because you you know generally you work so hard to get it so um I think people should just be more aware that a sale is a sale for a reason a sale is a, a, a sale is good for you when you actually need something but when you want something extra then a sale is you know your worst enemy I think you have more your money has more value one when you're when you're saving it or when you you find some way to invest in a small business locally and let's say even that business it flops it's the same thing as buying a TV because the TV you bought is depreciating in value as soon as you get it out of there and it's not making you any money so in in essence you're spending money on some shit that ain't worth shit Mm-hmm. What do you want a big ass 4K whatever TV? I don't even know anything about these new TVs now. The smart TVs. I, my TV is almost seven years old. Mm-hmm. It's 1080p. All my movies come out clear. I don't get why everybody needs this new shit. Yeah, but <laughs> but like it's it's just it's just weird to me. Like if you save your money, let's say for example you buy a TV that's thirteen hundred dollars and it's normally like twenty two hundred dollars when it's a regular price. Did you know that if you saved the money for the regular price at to twenty two hundred dollars, whatever it is, and you did it over time, you could still get that TV. Mm-hmm. And you ain't got to wait in line. You don't got to feel forced because a lot of times you're spending money that you don't even got. Yeah, you're in line. You're like, oh, okay, well, if I get this, it's gonna be a little rough this two these next two weeks till I get paid. But I want this TV. Yeah, like you don't need it though. Yeah, just ho- save your fucking money, man. Yeah. It's a waste of time. I just thought about, like, sometimes they try to force, um, like, the small business, like, the small business things on us. Like, hey, you guys need to, you know, support small businesses, and people aren't supporting small businesses enough. Um, but but I think those people also have to realize that, um, like, business is competition. Definitely. Um, so you can't really, like... The business has to, like we we have money in our pocket and we're willing to spend um, our money pretty much wherever. Mm-hmm. But it's up to the business to make it super convenient or super cheap or super appealing for the person with the money to come to your store. Exactly. Like we're not just going to come to your store just because it's a small business. Exactly. So I understand like Small Business Saturday and like you know it's a. It's a good way to promote small businesses and, you know, get the sales going and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, I think it's up to that small business to, you know, build something, build, promote themselves enough to where 
um, like people want to come to your store. You know what I mean? Another thing too is they say support support small businesses. I mean, I personally do. I know multiple people. You know, I I mean, food food companies locally, clothing lines locally, all kinds of different places right here in Bakersfield that I support and I, I like them. Shout out to Half Star Apparel. Shout out to Pro Donuts. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Saint Mill Prep. Shout out to uh, fuck, I can't even name you, but I've 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 indulged in all these products. But see the the one issue I find with some some local uh uh like local businesses not all of them and they have the right to charge whatever they want but sometimes there are some some local businesses that are heavily inflated yeah I'm talking about like if you go to get toothpaste from Walmart it's two ninety nine but if you get toothpaste from this local company Could you back up a little bit oh my bad yeah my, my lips are too close on the mic yeah you putting your lips all on the mic <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah nah but it's like <clears throat> it, let's say I go to Walmart I could get that toothpaste for two ninety nine mm-hmm. but then if I go to that local business and it's fucking seven ninety nine or something yeah. And it's like, why am I coming here? Am I, what am I getting extra from you guys? A, a, yeah. wink, a wink and a smile? Like, yeah. you know, am I mm-hmm. getting a BJ or what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> right. And I understand that, like, generally, like a, like a local business has to sell their stuff. Like, they, they can't get as much, um, like, they can't get the crazy deals that a Walmart gets because exactly. Walmart is buying stuff at a crazy scale. Exactly. Wholesale. Um, but if you can't offer... Um, low prices you have to um, you have to uh, balance that out with something that you know Walmart can't offer maybe that's you know great customer service or definitely going the extra um, mile yeah some you know something along those lines so don't like don't just expect people to support you because like I don't I don't understand that and I don't get that like don't expect anyone to do anything for you just because you're you know just because like you're starting a, a small business or, or you have a clothing line or, you know, you have a store and, you know, people, you know, you see people walking by and they're not supporting. Like, don't expect anything from anybody. You have to go out there and make it happen. You know what I mean? No one's going to hand you anything. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Very, very valid point. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, <clears throat> go ahead and move on. And it, it's kind of funny, but. We just got through talking about Black Friday, but now we will talk about Brown Friday. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't understand what Brown Friday is, but Brown Friday comes one day after Thanksgiving, just like Black Friday, mm-hmm. except it is the busiest day in America for plumbers. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the unfortunate thing about it is, is people are shitting so much. They're plugging up toilets and plugging up drains and it is bad i'm talking about they make they get more calls in a day than they get the whole week in normal businesses mm-hmm. like normal business days during the week mm-hmm. so all that fucking cornbread and turkey and potato salad is clogging up the toilets and people are blowing that motherfucker up <laughs> so yeah. if you i think honestly if you're looking for an honest living and you want to be a plumber? Just know you about to get a fat paycheck around the holidays. Yeah, cause who man? Mm-hmm. Along it, with the 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 obvious doo doo that's clogging up the toilets and toilet paper and whatnot, they were also saying that people practice bad habits as far as like using their sinks. 
so they're you know flushing oils and stuff down the sinks and most i don't know if many people know this but you're definitely not supposed to pour um oil down your sink you're supposed to dispose of it in like hazardous uh like places or whatever um but like ain't nobody really got time for that so i'm gonna be honest sometimes i'll be pouring oil down the sink uh, but that's part of the reason why this stuff be getting clogged up, you know, just all, all, pretty much all the drains are getting clogged up, whether it's the toilet, you know, your sink, um, your kitchen sink, stuff like that. Everything is getting jacked up. Yeah, it's basically it, it happens when people do dishes like mm-hmm. when they're, you know, they, they got like the turkey grease or the ham or whatever they're making mm-hmm. and they washing the dishes and that grease is going down there what it does is it makes the drain smaller because that grease any any type of grease is a sat it's a sat fat it's a saturated fat mm-hmm. so what happens with saturated fat like things such as butter or chocolate or whatever when they're in a colder condition they're hard but when they get hot they melt yeah but they can go from hard to soft over and over again just based on what they are so if you got turkey grease it's gonna go in that drain and if you got hot water it's gonna be hot but once it gets cold that shit's gonna clog up yeah and then if it gets and then it's eventually it's gonna get hardened up and then they're gonna have to have a plumber come get it out yeah same thing with that shit in the toilet yeah which is i mean i know this is really nasty to talk about but you know what it's a podcast and we thought about something nasty you guys are here you know put some shit in your ears (laughs) yeah (laughs) y'all nasty anyways (laughs) Yeah, y'all nasty. <laughs> I wonder what some of these chicks think when they listen to the podcast. They'd be like, Eddie's voice is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. They'd be like, Keith's laugh is so cute. Keith sounds like a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Keith sounds like Spider-Man. Like if, I, if You know how Spider-Man, the Peter Parker, Peter yeah. Parker sound? Yeah. You sound like a superhero. He'd be a voice actor. I know, right? Yeah. You, you could literally, you literally sound like you could be like Simba or something. <laughs> Somebody, my teacher, once upon a time, uh, when I was at New Mexico State University, and uh, my teacher, she, she seen me act. She seen me acting. I did this monologue, um, and she seen me acting. She was like, "Hey, like, what are your plans after school?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know. I'm probably going back to California." She's like, "Oh, I can get you this." Um, I can get you an audition at Funimation. Oh um, wow! She, she, one of her friends, is a uh, is a voice actor at Funimation, and uh, she said she could give me a job. I never took her up on the offer. Um, I never even asked her about it afterwards because um, it's in Dallas. I don't really want to live in Dallas. Oh man! Um, so, but it, I think it would have been cool though. Yeah, definitely. Sound like it would have been a hell of an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, like you said, if if you ain't with it, you ain't with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but ultimately, that's really all we got on Brown Friday. It's just one of the days a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. You know, uh, people are clogging up toilets, clogging up drains. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, try to uh, I don't know, eat more fiber or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> moving forward, I- I'm sure we're not the only people that have heard about this. You know, the undocumented tribe. There's some guy that wanted to spread his christian beliefs to a tribe that was uncontacted right one of the few uncontacted tribes in the world and he wanted to go over there and try to spread the word of christ i believe that was the case mm-hmm. and they fucked him up I'm about, <laughs> they shot this guy full of arrows and he's died and he died mm-hmm. here's the thing 
That's okay. a sad way to go out. It's a sad way to go out because that's like the most old school way to die. Yeah. Like we're talking about what's I mean, the only more old school way to die is getting hit with rocks. <laughs> Get stoned. <laughs> getting stoned to death. Mm-hmm. That's got to suck. Like motherfuckers hitting you with rocks and you can't outrun the rocks either. Yeah. Yeah. The, in some countries, they don't even throw rocks. These motherfuckers throw boulders. Uh-huh. You'd be like, was that a bowling ball? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, sad, man. Yeah, but, you know, ultimately, here's the thing. I have empathy towards the situation due to the fact that it's a life, and that is horrible. However, you need to understand when you can't fuck with people. Yeah. Okay? I'm not going to be walking over to some guy that's Buddhist and be like, hey, let me tell you about Jesus Christ. And he's going to be like, leave me. And I'll be like, let me tell you about Jesus Christ. He's going to be like, I tell you twice, leave me. <laughs> Third time, he's going to be snapping my fucking neck. Okay? <laughs> you got to understand when you can't, you cannot force your beliefs or your thoughts on anyone mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. You know, there are more religions than one. Okay. I respect what everyone, I respect everyone's beliefs, but do not go on a remote island and think you could go to talk to people that don't want to be fucked with. Yeah. I think that, you know, in the, spirit of thanksgiving um a lot of the world's problems have been spawned from religion and people trying to impose their religion on other people thank you um so i'm not sure why this white man hadn't learned from histor from history yeah right you know the you know the the colonizers came over here they tampered with the native americans they you know gave them diseases and all this stuff and you know we're still facing the repercussions, you know, hundreds of years later. So this man should have known that it's not okay to go into those, um, you know, these, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them undocumented, but like for lack of a better, yeah, they're uh, uncontacted. Yeah. Uncontacted, you know, tribes that's just minding their own business. They don't bother nobody. They're not, you know what I mean? They're not, you know, they're just not doing anything. They're just minding their business and living life. Yeah. Um, but they're also I wouldn't call them savages is super disrespectful. Oh yeah. But um, but they're uh, they have a like I don't know I don't know how you would put it, but they just don't take nothing from nobody. You know what I mean? So uh. they you you could see that they were prepared for an idiot to you know come to their little small continent and they was ready to kill him, and that's kind of what happened. Yeah. yeah. And supposedly the, uh, that ain't his first rodeo. I guess the guy they tried to fuck him up before, and he went back. Yes. Yeah, so it's like, dude. dude, like you can't fuck with people, man. Just yeah. leave them alone. Mm-hmm. Like that goes for anybody. I don't care who you are. If let's say you want to spread the word of Christ, and you walk up to some regular person, they say, "I don't believe in God," and they'll be like, and you'll be like, "Oh, well, let me tell you." When somebody tells you something once, you leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. Stop trying to in, stop trying to impose your way of thinking on other people. Just stop it. Yeah. Outside of the religious aspect, it's not okay to visit those people because we carry so many diseases that we've, you know, we've created vaccines for and yeah. you know, we've created immunity for over the years. But a lot of these places they 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 don't have those same immunity to these different diseases. So if if he were to if he were to, you know, somehow spread some sort of disease that they haven't had a vaccine for, like he could have easily wiped that whole race out. Yes, he could have. He had an ethnic. It's called an ethnic cleansing. 
Yeah. You know? He could have he could have wiped them out, dude. Yeah. The common cold might fuck them up. Yeah. You know, there's so many different there's I don't know how many strains of the cold there is, mm-hmm. but they might fucking get one they can't get rid of. They probably got some old school sickness they get from like eighteen seventy five or some mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's all kind of reasons why we should not be fucking with those people. Yeah. And the way the island is, it is so remote that like you would literally have to be like trying to go there. Yeah. You're like, we're going to go here and we're going to fuck with them and we're going to put this on the news. We're going to put this on Snapchat mm-hmm. and we're going to show them the weekend. And then as soon as your ass get close to the to the, to the island, you get shot up with arrows. <laughs> That's got to suck. I don't think I wouldn't say anyone deserved to die. No, no. But um, if you're that stupid about that sort of situation, um, you just there there has to be some sort of repercussions. Definitely. I think what happens is it's not only not only going uh, and fucking with these people. I think once you have done something that stupid, it, it turns less into, you know, a death and it turns more into natural selection. Yeah. Like that's, that's a perfect that's a perfect example for yeah, natural selection. You are basically like that's like me running out in traffic and I get hit by a car and I'm like and then somebody that see me get hit by a car is like, I can't believe they hit him. Yeah. Like, I was in the fucking freeway. What the yeah. fuck do you mean? <laughs> like, he wasn't intelligent enough to pass on his genes, so oh my God. he had to die. This is terrible, man. Yeah. Well, you know, to his family, I am terribly sorry. I just I just hope that some of these younger people... I don't know how old the guy was, so I don't want to go into that. But uh-huh. if he was a younger guy... Oh man, like we got to be smarter, man. Got to be smarter, youth. Yeah, you're. Some people, that part of me wants to think that they had that European mentality back in like the 1700s, where they were just, you know, running around and trying to like conquer everything, but trying to mask it with like spreading religion. And then part of me wants to believe that he was just a naive idiot. And he's genuinely just trying to, like, hey, hey, guys, there's, there's, <laughs> there's this man called Jesus Christ, and he risked his, he gave his life for our sins. Like, you sounded like fucking Ned Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they said Ned Flanders in this island. He's like, hey, neighbor, Heidi, hold it. He's like, Heidi, 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 Heidi. Dilly, dilly, dilly. Oh, you hit me. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. don't send Ned Flanders to, <laughs> to a fucking uncontacted tribe. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, moving forward. What are the main things we'll be talking about? Older women versus younger women. Yeah. And who is really winning in this situation? Mm-hmm. This is going to sound really biased because, you know, I'm 33, which is not old, but... I'm getting older. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed that out of younger women, meaning the ones from like, you know, 19, 21, you know, 23, right in there, all the younger women are, to me, are a complete waste of time. Complete waste of time. Women that are, even women that are up to 26, they're still like lost. And I think a lot of this in general, like that age group is people are still finding themselves. And as a man that's 33, I don't want anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. Anything. Because 
this is going to sound really fucked up, but younger women are only doing a few things on average. They are figuring out who they are, which is okay. Um, they haven't, you know, uh, they're still trying to figure out what they want to do in life. Yeah. Um, they, as far as love, they don't have any idea what that's about. And they're fucking a lot of guys. Yeah. Honestly, that's just really what's, that's really what's going on. And then, you know, that's the majority of women at that age. And we're talking about women. I ain't talking about men. Mm-hmm. Just and it's the truth. Women are fucking a lot of guys, making a lot of mistakes, uh, catching feelings for the wrong dudes, and making a lot of bad decisions. They don't even eat good diets. Mm-hmm. They ain't even working out that much. I've noticed that women that are near thirty, which are about, I say twenty-seven and up, or twenty-nine, twenty-eight, all the way to like thirty-eight years old, and even a little bit older, mm-hmm. those women take better care of themselves. They have a sense of direction. You know, you know, on t- on that thought about mm-hmm. when the older women taking care of themselves, uh-huh. either so the like the older women, their bodies are like f- completely mature. Yes. Um, and what I've realized is that sometimes, like, if you if you're older women and you got a little like uh, a little bit of extra a little bit extra meat, you know, in certain yeah. places, uh-huh. perfectly fine. Yeah. But you'll get these younger girls that'll be like 22, 23 years old. And their their metabolism isn't as fast as it was in high school. Yeah. So they'll be like skinny and they'll have a little bit of a muffin top. And you just be like, oh my God. How? That's just like like you 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 skinny and a little bit chubby and it's a little bit gross. You got a fucking Pillsbury body. (laughs) (laughs) Pillsbury dough girl. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember the old commercials where they used to poke the Pillsbury dough boy and you go, (laughs) That was always weird to me. It was weird. It was like some some freaking sexual that was a good joke for fat kids <laughs> they used to always use that joke <laughs> you fucking Pillsbury <laughs> and like somebody take it to the next level like you fucking Pillsbury bitch <laughs> you wanna fight yeah let's fight man no but I, I just noticed that Older women tend to take care of themselves better. These are they have yeah. a better diet. Mm-hmm. They've gotten into their you know their uh, their careers. Um, and uh, yeah, and honestly, I'm just gonna keep it real. Like they are better sexually. Women that are older, they know what they want. Um, they're just they're more advanced. You know, they all they they had their 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 stages back in the day. I don't think. They're having as much sex, as much casual sex, because women that are older are more selective with who they sleep with. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're fucking, you know, they're, they're, you know, what do you call it? They're being celibate, but they're not fucking a bunch of guys because women that get older, they, they value their bodies more. So they're going to sleep with some guys, but they're not fucking like when they were 22, 23, 21 and shit. They're not doing that. So when you get with an older woman, which meaning, like I said, like late 20s all the way to like 38, mid 30s right in there, you're getting a chick that literally like is trying to focus on pleasing you, mm-hmm. you know, more or less than like just fucking you and leaving you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a little more rewarding to mess with a chick that's a little bit older. Yeah. I think a lot of young girls are just out here like just living life. Oh, yeah. Like not like not really goal oriented. Not at all. They're just, you know what I mean? Even even some of them that are, like, actually in school and stuff. Some of them are just in school because it's, at, like, that's just the next thing to do. Exactly. But a lot of times you'll be like, yeah, I don't, like, you'll talk to them and you'll 
hear that they like they don't really know what they want to do with their life, which yep. is like fine, like you said, it's perfectly fine. But at the same time, like sometimes you want to have a conversation with somebody that actually knows what they want to be and Thank what they want to do in life. I can't even relate to young women. I don't even know where to start. Uh-huh. Like they're they're wearing two different like like my life is so crazy and so busy. Mm-hmm. Just, I live a different life. Mm-hmm. Like we have nothing we could really talk about. Mm-hmm. All I could do with a younger child, all we could do is fuck. That's all we could do. We don't have anything in common. We can't do anything. I wouldn't even know if I could get in get her in bed because it's like, where do I even start? What I what I tell her like, hey, so uh, do you like little Uzi or? <laughs> all younger women do is. Eat a lot of hot Cheetos and suck a lot of dick. That's yeah, all. Yeah, that's comedy. That's all they're doing. <laughs> a lot of hot Cheetos, a lot. Mm. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, older women, man, are much more appealing, in my opinion. I think if you are, regardless, if you're wanting something like real, and if you're wanting something, even if it's casual, mm-hmm. an older woman is going to be more sensible in that regard, where mm-hmm. she's going to know what it is. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of immature older women, but for the most part, I'm talking about the majority. Yeah, you, you won't have that instance to where like the girl is conf- like the older woman is confused. Like, exactly. oh, I thought you really loved me, and you know, it's just not gonna happen. No, nah. yeah, she knows what it is. She's yeah. been down this. It ain't her first rodeo. Mm-hmm. It's probably her seventy uh, fifth rodeo. Yeah, <laughs> she, she, she's a she's a professional at riding the bull. <laughs> <laughs> riding everything <laughs> bulls horses <laughs> fucking goats <laughs> yeah man so that's the cool thing um mm-hmm. and as far as taking care of themselves i noticed that especially women that are my age and a little bit older up to like you know 33 to like 37 35 mm-hmm. you could catch them in the gym and uh they more or less you know will uh, be wanting to eat a better diet and they want to be more mentally healthy. So mm-hmm. you start to have these more, these, these better conversations with them. You know, they want to talk, they're talking about promotions and mm-hmm. they're talking about, um, you know, uh, you know, what kind of food they like to eat. And yeah, they spend like vacations with their kids and they do all kinds of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get that out of a chick that's like 19 or 21. Yeah. They're going to be like, I'm going to Vegas. What are you doing next week? I'm going to Vegas. What are you doing next week? I'm going to Vegas. Like, (laughs) that is like the number one place for young hoes to go. (laughs) Las Vegas is the number one hoe resort out of any place. Bro, remember remember we seen that snap? Oh. Okay, look. (laughs) Okay, look. This would happen on Snapchat. This is what I see on Snapchat. I seen it. No, actually, uh, Keith has seen it first. And then he said, do you see it? And I was like, nah. And then I looked and I was just laughing. It's basically, <laughs> it's basically some chicks that, that we like mutually kind of know. Mm-hmm. Not like great, but we kind of know them. And they've been drinking a lot. And then one chick just pulled her, bra, like, pulled her whole bra off. And then the friend is sucking her titties in the backseat of a taxi yeah. cab. And I think they're Uber. And they're sucking their titties. And the girl's like, Titties is out. Vegas. Titties is out. And I'm just like, wow, like this is a young woman's life. Yeah. And- <laughs> it's a slap. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about titties in the backseat of an Uber and the Uber guy, I wonder what he was thinking. I thought to me to me it looked like it was just a bunch of friends in the car. Yeah. The the driver looked like a girl. So uh, I thought I thought to to my understanding it was their friend driving. Uh possibly. But 
whatever whatever the case, I was like, this that's, is the craziest thing I've that, seen on Snapchat all day. Yeah, that's too wild. I've seen way crazier shit on Snapchat. Yeah, I'm saying I have, but that day yeah. was just like, oh yeah, that was a highlight. Of that the day. took the cake. I've seen yeah. some shit. I've seen some shit where a girl was <laughs> like. Yeah, I'm having fun. Da, da, da. She was going down an escalator, and her whole fucking tit was out the whole snap. And I was looking at her tit like, oh, that's a nice one. <laughs> then I inboxed her, and I was the first one to tell her. Like, I wasn't a complete pervert. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I sent her a message. I said, hey, your whole fucking titty is out on your Snapchat. Just give mm-hmm. me the heads up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God. Thank you so much for telling me that. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, I think this chick was conscious of her tit being out. Mm-hmm. She just knew she had a nice nipple and she wanted the world to see it. That's what I think. I think, happened. and she was drunk a little bit. She so was drunk she, a little she bit. She probably cared a little less. She cared a little less. Than you, yeah. you would normally Like, care. you're going to see this nipple. You're going to get this nipple today. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, man. Young young women, dude, are off limits. I, and sometimes I see guys my age. And they'll get a chick that's like 21 or 20 years old. And I'm thinking like, dude, you got to be making up for lost times. Yeah. There's no reason why a 33, 35-year-old man should be with a chick that's 20 or 21 years old. She's still experimenting with shit. Yeah. She's going to have so many regrets. Like, first of all, even if she loves you, she don't really know what love is. Mm-hmm. She hasn't lived enough life to know what the fuck's going on. She just got out of high school. Yeah. You know, so... Let her, I'd rather have a woman who is cultured. I'd rather have a woman who has done all the crazy drinking and fucking the good amount of dudes and mm-hmm. getting her heart broken and and all kinds of shit. I'd rather have a woman who has been through that phase and is dead and gone. So now we could focus on each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of women, they never, they be getting like young people be doing dumb shit, like getting married at eighteen. Yeah, that's just stupid. Yeah. Even girls my age be super immature. Yeah. So I know that a girl that is younger is going to be like 10 times less, you know. Oh, my God. 10 times more immature. Dude, what's this shit about women being more mature than men? Will you fucking stop? Who who conducted this study? (laughs) This is very skewed information. (laughs) I think, uh, I don't know. um, I don't know about what you would call it, like. A maturity outside of like physical. I don't yeah. know what you would call that. Like like emotionally mature or like, you know, intelligent maturity intelligence. I don't know what you would call it. But physically I guess it's it it's it's true, like scientifically proven. But I don't know about the, the other like in, intangibles. Like I don't know. I don't know what <clears throat> I don't I don't know what criteria they use to accumulate a person's intelligence. Yeah. And then they use it as an overall scale. And I think as men, a lot of time, we disagree with women because we don't want a fucking argument. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll just be like, okay, yeah, you're, I'm, I'm sorry. It, like, women could literally, it's so bad that women could be the ones to make a mistake and we'll just apologize just because we don't want to argue. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like, that's crazy. And it's like, uh, no, like, you're very immature. Mm-hmm. I, and what's crazy too is I, I, there are some women my age that are really messy. Yeah. Really messy, always in drama, always putting out their personal shit. But I notice as as far as a majority of them don't do that, a majority of them are married or in a relationship or if they're single, they're just real on the low about their shit. They're not telling the whole world about what they do. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like older women. Yeah. And I don't even know if we could consider them older. You could just say a little. Yeah, they're a little bit older. Older than the the younger. young, yeah, yeah, the young, the youngins, because mm-hmm. older women are like this. They're the type of chick that could literally like, 
you know, you guys will be cool. You'll have like regular conversations and you'll be cool. And then like, you know, Saturday night comes and she's fucking your brains out. And then mm-hmm. you guys are still cool. Whereas if you fuck a chick's brains out and she's 20 years old, she's going to think you guys should get married. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, no, I look, look, I cannot marry you. That's not, you just going to lie to me and treat me like this. You'd be like, mm-hmm. uh, well, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think also the percentage of men getting at older women is probably slimmer. Oh, yes. So you don't have as much competition. Yes. The younger girls, it's like, you know, they're in college and they get hit on by five people in their class along Definitely. with like five people on the basketball team. Oh, my and God. Then like the quarterback and, you know, the center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy on the swim team. <laughs> On the lacrosse team, <laughs> the guy on the wrestling team, yeah, the fucking mascot, <laughs> the mascot, <laughs> the guy, the guy on the cheerleading team. Oh, the guy on the cheerleading team, he's don't, bisexual. Yeah, he don't want no pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He be on the side of like gold dick. D I C K D I C K C K. <laughs> what is it spelled this? Remember, remember back in in high school at the BHS game, you mm-hmm. hear the, the the typical, you know, go big blue. Yeah, <laughs> a gay cheerleader would be like, no, nah, I don't want to go there. These sound bites gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. Sounding like wax. Like who? Wax. Wax. <laughs> I don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, that guy, that guy, I love that guy. He's hilarious. Uh, if you guys get a chance, check out the podcast with uh, Charlamagne God and Andrew Show. It's called Brilliant Idiots. Fucking hilarious. One of my favorite podcasts. Yeah. Thought I'd just throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, um, like you said, older women, not a whole lot of competition. And, it, and what it is, it, there is, but it's a different type of competition. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about older women is, is this women that have been around long enough, they understand which men are genuine and which men are full of shit. Mm -hmm. And they start to narrow them down really quick. And with me, I'm a pretty genuine guy. Okay, so when a woman's dealing with me, they know like what I want, you know, and they and they understand like I'm not going to bullshit them or lie to them to get what I want. Mm -hmm. And they either have it's a very it's a very easy like yes or no thing, you know, um. With me, I think there's guys that that they try too hard. Like, let's say there's a guy that makes a lot of money and, you know, he's trying to flaunt and show it off and stuff. They know that guy's not genuine. Mm-hmm. They know he just wants some pussy and he's putting things out there to try to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a guy that's broke, women, older women don't like that. I'm just being completely honest. If yeah. you ain't got no money... For the most part, older women ain't gonna want to fuck with you like that. Yeah. If you're like flat broke, they ain't. Gonna, if you're a liability, that is. Yeah. You could like not be doing so great and still hook up with the older chick, but mm-hmm. she has to know you're not gonna be a liability because she already has bills and family of her own. She does not want another mouth to feed or yeah. a guy she has to take out and buy shit. Yeah. That'll definitely turn a older girl off. Oh, big time. You making her pay for, like you know. The meal, like, uh-uh. I guess it's, it's, I guess it's not really, you know, the norm or you know, uh, chivalry to have a woman paying for anything. Exactly. But let alone like have her paying for her stuff and then your stuff. That's crazy. 
Mm-mm. Not at all. They're not going to put up with that. I think, yeah. I think more a man, if you're in that predicament, you should stop trying to, like, take a girl out. Thank you. Like, there's so much other stuff you can do for free. Yeah. Um, outside of your house that you can, like, you can, and you can even frame it to where it's like hey man let's do something different like why don't we go for a hike or you know why don't we do exactly something different they'll be like oh man that sounds like a you know a great time and you ain't spending no money you spending gas money to get there and yeah you know what i'm saying you're spending money on gas and then some money on condoms that's all you no i'm like (laughs) if if you wear those (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, definitely older women ain't gonna want no fucking kids you gotta wear condoms yeah and, and I'll tell you another thing, too. On average, dealing with an older woman, you ain't going to get some easy pussy. That is not just going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to have some form of work for it. Not You know, like, you, you're not just going to be like, hey, my name's Eddie. Want to hang out at mm-hmm. my place yeah. at 1 a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's not that's not going to, it's not going to happen like that. You have to build some form of rapport. Yeah. She has to know, like, she, women, older women want to get an idea of what kind of man you are. They mm-hmm. want to know if you're trying to fuck everybody. And if they find out that you're just a dog, they're not going to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Ouch. You know they they want the they want that bounce, <laughs> and that's a nasty ad lib. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's definitely that's definitely uh, some sexually <laughs> energized stuff. <man. laughs> yeah, but I mean, ultimately they they just want to try to figure you out more before you guys do the whole hooking up thing or hanging out or even if you you know if you guys are both romantically romantically like involved like seriously, mm-hmm. they just want to have a better idea of who they're fucking with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, in my humble opinion, I will definitely take an older woman over a younger woman any day, mm-hmm. any day. What I'm, age? What age range is that? Oh, dude, for me, mm-hmm. I would say we're talking twenty-seven is the youngest, and that's even too young, mm-hmm. just because it's the age group. Some chicks that age are just fucked in the brain. I, I'll say twenty-seven to like shit. Late thirties, man. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe forties, early forties. Some of these early forties be popping some yeah. lightweight sometimes. Yeah, I, I always look at it from like high school perspective. Yeah, like who was a freshman when I was in high school and who was a senior when I was in high school. There you go. Um, and then you kind of narrow it down from there. But I, I do feel like the older you get, the the broader, yes. the broader it goes. Um, sort of in the upward direction. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, because I mean, at your age now, you're going, you're going on 27 soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the chicks your age, I wouldn't. Oh God, I wouldn't touch them with a 10 foot pole. Mm-hmm. Some of them just, some of them are pretty cool. There's been some chicks that were a little younger that I've dealt with that were all right, but for yeah. the most part, they got too many guys chasing them. They talking to too many guys. Like it'd be so bad. You take a chick out or you chilling with her. And she flip her phone upside down because she already know all them, all them, all them numbers, all them dudes texting her all day. Yeah, you like, God damn, notifications popping up, notifications popping up. She probably getting dick pics as you talking to her. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. <laughs> ah, that's nasty. You having a conversation like, yeah, you know that'd be cool. We hang out and bing. She trying phone. to show you something on Instagram and all of a sudden a dick pop yeah. up. <laughs> 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 you'll be hey, you'll be talking. She'll be like, "Yeah, this is how you get the directions there," and it go bing, and you just see, you just see a brown dick come up. <laughs> 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 oh 
Oh, that was the wrong applet, man. That was the wrong applet. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. But what 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 age group would you say, just from you, like this the 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 the, the regular and the, yeah. and the extreme? I think I think um, for me, I, like for with a with like a serious relationship, um, it would have to be no like no younger than about I'm 26, so no younger than about like 24, and then upwards of like. Um, Upwards of like early thirties. There you go. I can still deal with that. That's real. That twenty four gonna be hard. That's gonna be rough. Twenty mm-hmm. four year olds should be like, <clears throat> yes, I'm all about you, Keith. I love you. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, she'd be just gone. Yeah. You'd be like, nah. That's funny. Yeah. So it, yeah, that's real. Because as far as a relationship is concerned, I don't want a woman too old. Mm-hmm. Because if she's too old, then that relationship ain't gonna work. Because Look, I'm not going to, you're not going to be telling, you're, you're not going to be able to give me curfews, okay? I'm not one of your kids, okay? Yeah. Like, Eddie, you get in this fucking house by the uh, That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, want you doing that podcast with Keith anymore. Yeah, like, you guys are getting too much pussy on me. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that's funny, man. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, older women, they're, they're cool, man, but... Like, as far as a relationship, I don't think that will really blossom in anything. Because if I'm 33 and you're, like, way older than me, then I just, it's not going to work. Because yeah. especially if you're not aging good, then it's like, uh, you know. You see what happened with Aston Kutcher? He was dating the, the, the Demi Moore. Yeah, she was a lot older than him. Yeah, she was sexy, man. But then she, she just started good. getting older yeah. and older and older. And Aston Kutcher is, I think he's, like, almost 40 or something like that. I don't know how it is. Uh-huh. But you know, um, obviously was a young guy, good looking guy. Mm-hmm. Um, not trying to you know harp on the looks, but he's a good looking guy. Yeah. So he was dating her, and then she just got too old, and then he ended up getting with that chick that was on the '70s show, Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Yeah. She's really cute, actually. Yeah. And and I think they're around the same age, so that really works. I think she was younger. Yeah, a little younger than him. Because on the show, she started working there when she was underage. No shit. Yeah. So she was a little bit younger than she's him. She's probably a little closer to my... I think she's probably a little older than me. She's probably like 35 or something. Yeah. But yeah, she's really she's pretty cool. And then... um, Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know how seriously you can take the, the older women. And I know if, if there's any older women listening right now, look, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying you're not worth a relationship. But don't you can't have a relationship with a twenty one year old guy and you're like fucking in your forties. I just <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. I guess there's <laughs> always exceptions to the rule. Definitely. Um, but just generally, you know, speaking generally, I think uh, yeah, just be beware, beware out there. Now I want to tell this. I want to tell that story about the um the girls we seen on the way to the theater. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So me and Eddie went to go watch Creed. <laughs> And uh, we uh, were going the I, I, for whatever reason. This nigga Michael B. Jordan got the whole city on fire. Like, yeah, the theaters were sold out. Like back, like back to back showings were sold out. And this is, I think, the movie came out on the twenty first. So this is, uh, you know, this is a ways away from the twenty first. <clears throat> but so the movie dropped. Um, we we go see it, and then we ran into. Uh, two girls and it's like a a girl that Eddie used to work with so the girl 
the two girls um, stop and they're like, Eddie, Eddie approaches them like, hey, you know, they give him a hug. How you been? And then um, the girl introduces her friend. She's like, hey, this is my friend, Eddie, um, you know, such and such. And Eddie shakes her hand. She's like, Eddie's like, oh, I already know you. Like, we used to go to school back to, together back in Kern. And um, he's like, oh, I don't even think she remembered, honestly. But she's yeah. like, uh, she's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, so, you know, they're having a conversation. And I'm just kind of chilling, like low-key playing the third wheel. And um, eventually Eddie's like, hey, this is my friend uh, Keith. And the girl's like, oh, I know Keith. Like, we went to school together. And I went to, like, I went to school with the girl. So um, we, uh, I gave her a hug or whatever. And then she, she introduced me to her friend. I shook her friend's hand. And, you know, everything is cool. And we were like, hey, like, what movie are you guys going to see? She's like, um, I was like, oh, y'all going to go see Creed? And I was like, oh, y'all want to see Michael B. Jordan with his shirt off, huh? And then, you know, they start laughing like, yeah, I'm going to see that. And then, you know, one thing led to another. They ended up leaving. So we go, we go, we watch the movie. And then a few moments later, like, I get a friend notification um, on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, snap, she she added me. So, I, you know, I, I clicked the confirm button. Cool. Um, we watch the movie. Everything's cool. And then, like, 24 hours later, I get a message from this girl. And it's like, hey. And I'm like, oh, snap, this is this is feeling kind of weird. Like, this is this is kind of like. Why are you messaging me? There's always there's obviously some weird intention behind yeah. like you saying, hey, um, so I but I'm talking to my friend and we talking about like, you know, setting up like studio sessions and stuff. So I I didn't ignore it, but I just like looked at it and I closed my phone. And then like a few minutes later, I get another message and I still haven't like read these messages yet to to this like the moment in time right now that we're recording a podcast. Yeah. Um but one of them was like something along the lines of, hey, I seen that you were single on your Facebook. So that like I can't I haven't opened the message. So this is just like the first sentence that I see. Wow. And I'm like, oh, snap, this is <laughs> this is getting weirder and weirder. And then the next one is like something along the lines of like um, if I don't remember what the exact phrase was, but it was something along the lines of like. It felt like she was trying to hook me up with one of her friends. Oh God! And I was just like, I, I swiped the message right just to clear the notification, and I still haven't looked at it yet. But it just feels weird. Like I don't like when people try to hook yeah. me up with girls in that manner. That's you know cool. what I mean? Like I don't need you to be playing matchmaker for me. Nah, I'm doing fine out here. Yeah. Um. I don't need, yeah. I don't need you trying to guide the cock. Okay. <laughs> don't be trying to guide the cock. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and and basically, uh, the the story. Oh, oh snap! Oh, oh, almost had a a, a little. A, a, what do you call it? A technical difficulty there. Um, <laughs> snafu. Yeah, a little snafu there. Nah, I, yeah, I ain't with that, man. The hookups, I ain't with it. I don't care if the chick is hot. doesn't matter. Yeah. Don't hook me up with them. Yeah. Because they might be a fucking nutcase. And then now I'm like, I got this hot chick that's crazy as fuck, and now she knows where I live. You know, like, nah. Mm-hmm. And, or, like, and I may not be attracted to the girl, and, like, I don't want to be... Yeah, I don't want it to be awkward in that in that way. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, my friend thinks you're cute, but I'm just like, eh, I'm not really attracted to her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and these are the type of things that happen with younger women. That's why it's better to have a older woman, mm-hmm. preferably thirties, 
<laughs> I've seen older women do that though. Oh yeah, but not to the frequency of young people. Yeah, Younger. I don't think an older woman would have went through those lengths to try no. to like connect me with someone. Not at all, because mm-hmm. older women will go. They will basically like show their interest, but it's like it's up to you to capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. And then when you do, they're like, um, "Let me ride you." And then, <laughs> and then you guys could have some fun. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. Um, next thing we'll talk about the unfortunate, very unfortunate topic is Takashi Six Nine. Mm-hmm. God, this kid, man. I, you know, here's the thing. I'm not a huge fan of his music, but I will say there are definitely some songs that I was like, "Yo, this is dope." Mm-hmm. I always try to find the best in young artists. You know, like people say they hate it, like. Uh, Lil Yachty or whether it's Takashi 6 9 and I always try to find their art in certain things they make and I'm like oh this song's not bad or you know mm-hmm. so with Takashi 6 9 I could see how he has the impact he has on the youth they love his music but he does a lot of fuckery behind the scenes you know the whole telling people to suck his dick and you know and that he's a blood and all this shit that's unnecessary and some of the older rappers were telling him, like, look, man, like, this shit's going to catch up to you. You need to be careful. And lo and behold, this guy has got the motherfucking feds on him, man. Yeah. Like, this shit is not a game. They're, this is fucking, they're giving out big numbers, possibly a life sentence, man. And, you know, or 30, 20 something years. If he ends up getting off somehow, then that means he totally snitched on someone to get out. Mm hmm. But yeah, th- this kid, man, he, if you don't know who Takashi 69 is, he is an American rapper that has rainbow colored hair and a grill in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And he yells really loud when he raps. And he talks about gang shit and always yells, Treyway! Yeah. So, yeah, just catching you up if you don't know. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. Um, you see a guy with a bright future, a promising career. A bunch of a lot of fans, you know what I mean. His songs were charting, and he's doing this all, you know, independently, just based on, you know, him dropping music in his and his social media presence, and he's getting like these huge hits, basically. Um, but his his antics eventually caught up to him. Exactly, you know what I mean. And it's like the dude is the dude is young man he's like and, 22. and he's and he's like he's almost like a genius level marketer he knows he knows when he says certain things to certain people it's going to go viral he knows you know exactly what to say to make news on the breakfast club and you know hot 97 and it worked for him up until um you know it got real you know and these he started you know doing certain crimes with these allegedly doing crimes with these these gang members and you know it's just, it's just it's just a really a really terrible and sad situation that you know somebody so young with a promising career wasn't able to mature um fast enough before the feds caught up to him yeah they have been building a case on him supposedly since 2013 mm-hmm. that's a long time yeah Jeez Louise. I th- not on him. Not on him specifically. But on the gang. And then it obviously is. he came into the fold like two yeah, years ago exactly. or something like that. And So any affiliate is going, and any affiliate that's a big rapper is going to be a target. And I think one thing we have to real they like these rappers and 
you know, people have to realize, even these gang members in general have to realize, like, someone literally went through whatever um, training or filled out the job application or got all the recommendations or whatever the case may be to become a, you know, a lawyer or, you know, work for the feds, work for the FBI, work for the CIA or whatever the case may be. They went through the lengths to get these jobs and their sole purpose is to lock people up like that. Yeah, exactly. So this is like, you know, this is a sport for them. So for you to only for you to like engage and make their job easy for them is just kind of sad. Like you're playing into their hands at that point. Exactly. You know, all on social media, you know, it's 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 a um, you know, they tack on charges, they tack on years and stuff. Um, they tack on years and stuff when when they know you're in a gang. So that's just like it's just it's just kind of hard to believe that it's a simple it's a simple concept not to get caught up in this kind of stuff. But still, a lot of these young rappers manage um, to end up in these situations. Yeah, I, I think what it is too is it's gang culture really fucked up rap. Mm-hmm. I, I think when you when you know, and this is no slight to Snoop or whoever else, but you know, once you in there like crib blood and and all of that, like you brought that gang culture into hip hop, and a lot of kids that look up to these people, you know, it's like it's setting a horrible example. And then what happens is these kids start to react, and they and guys like Takashi Six Nine is thinking that this shit is is dope. But mm-hmm. any OG that done time in prison. That has been in the streets putting in work is gonna tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. Stay in school. Stay also, out the I think like you you mentioned that about the rap, but a lot of the OGs they weren't. Um, a lot of them didn't mention actual gang affiliations. Hmm. Like I just listened to Doggy Style and I don't remember him like referencing. Like that he was from Rolling 20s or he was a Crip in Long Beach and stuff like that. A lot of it was just like music rapping about um, just stuff. I don't know exactly when people actually started saying like where they're from in the music. But um, yeah, that I think that more so than the actual gang members completely changed um, gang culture forever and the way that kids consume music forever. Yeah, I know Tupac was one of them. I, mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, a lot of people love Tupac. I love Tupac, but he mm-hmm. was throwing up that West Side in his in his music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and and uh, and he was mentioning it on his raps mm-hmm. way back then, mm-hmm. uh, as well as you know, uh, Snoop. Not as much. Snoop mm-hmm. was more like hip hop, but everybody knew he was from the East Side. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know, you had the West Side connection with Ice Cube and Dub C and Mac Ten back in the yeah. day. Yeah. So the gang shit been in the music. But it's like now it's gotten to the point to where these young people got involved and it's like it's just out of control. And anytime I've noticed like, you know, with, with like Takashi 69 only being like 22, like he glorifies this shit to the point to where it's like his main his bread and butter is rap. But he not treating it like that. Like mm-hmm. he is literally in the middle of beast that he ain't got to be in. He telling uh, 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 YG to suck his dick and all of that. And it's like, bro. YG do not he just don't strike me as the type of dude to take that type of shit lightly. Yeah. So it's and like, we and we know who the real Yeah. like gang members are. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like we see <laughs> YG was at a con like YG been, you know, obviously he was a uh, he was one of the rappers that kind of blew up in Bakersfield. Like, you know, he had a lot of concerts and yes. stuff out here. So early on we would see him and, you know, he'd be at concerts and, you know, he got a lot of respect out here. But we 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 you can tell like which ones is the real yeah, like the real gang members are. Yeah, I, a dude I used to work with uh, <clears throat> knows like YG's family and whatnot, and he's like YG was really out in the streets and shit. He was really, really blooding it, mm-hmm. you know. But the thing about it is, is YG just the way he moved. You could tell like he he does a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. You know, he has some little shit like little legal shit that pop up here and there, but for the most part, you could tell he just keeping it music and he blowing up. Mm-hmm. And not only him, I remember when Ty Dolla Sign. And YG was out in Bakersfield doing concerts years ago, mm-hmm. and like you look at them now, and it's like they just totally different. They even that's the thing. Like it's like the people that are really in it. Like I think the five most like notorious gang members from like California that are actually like popping as rappers are probably like Nipsey Hussle, YG. Like as far as like the newer age at. You know that are really popping in 2018. Yeah, Mozzie is definitely up there. Um, That's only three that I can name off the top of my head. But they're like they're intelligent people. Like they're about their business. You don't see them, you know, in mug shots every weekend. Like, and even if you listen to their interviews, you you will see that they really like trying to find a way out of the streets. Like they're not obviously like part of their music is to glorify gangbanging. But at the same time, like if you really listen to full interviews, they'll talk about how they're, you know, progressing and how they're trying to, you know, start businesses and they're not, you know, out there just trying to beef with people for the sake of beefing with people. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards though, and to, uh, to Takashi six, nine, I'm, I was thinking about it. This could be kind of more of like a theory of mine, Mm-hmm. But before he got arrested by the feds, he went on uh, a breakfast club with that interview. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how he fired everybody and everything like that. I wonder if that was like a strategy by his lawyer. Yeah. To to like literally just dis, like disassociate yourself with everything that you was doing. Yeah. Just so when the feds pop you, you could say, I didn't know they were involved in this. Uh-huh. You know, boom, boom, boom. Because think about it like... All of a sudden, you get rid of everybody, and then you get popped by the feds. Somehow, somebody gave you a tip. Yeah, you. What I think part of all of that is to um, part of what a lawyer does is to paint a perception of you. Thank you. So you know when the jury is deliberating, they can you know, or even you know, the judge plays a role in it too. And the judge is thinking about these certain cases. Um, they'll have like a a percep- like a like a a uh outwardly perception of you i guess um so if you going on there you're like i'm not in the gang man i'm just you know i'm just doing this it's just part of like the record label or you know i'm not associated with bloods or you know i don't know nothing about pyru or i fired all of these guys because they were stealing from me or whatever whatever the case may be um these people on the ju- on the jury they see this and you know the judge sees this so you know that that's implanting like things into their head. So yeah, I think that's what that's what a lot of people think that that was some sort of plan. And it, it just just the nature of it, like it was random. He's not promoting any. I think exactly. his album was coming out, 
but he really wasn't um, promoting anything. They were, you know, just up there talking, and it was super random. So, yeah, I believe that that may be true. Yeah, it could be a strategy. Like, I thought about it after the fact, and I'm like, you know, you, you come on there, and you're like, oh, man, I got to, you know, I got to get, let you know, let the whole public know how they know what was going on. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe he might have a reduced sentence, or he may not get nothing. But yeah. he's a 22-year-old kid caught up with a bunch of real, like, thugged out murderer dudes and I think that made him feel comfortable because he was talking a lot of shit anybody that's not real that's talking a lot of shit you might have a lot of people around you that's really about that business yeah that will make you feel comfortable because he doesn't (laughs) even in the thing I seen the thing in New York I mean not New York in LAX where he was fighting he don't look like just looking at like you can tell if someone um, how someone will act in a physical altercation. Yeah. Like, he's not physically imposing. He's a small person. Exactly. Um, so I know he's not fighting anybody. Um, and just his look, like, he got all the face, you know, well, I, I, the face tattoos don't say anything because a lot of Mexicans in California have a lot of face tattoos. But yeah. the, ha- the hair is like a telltale sign. Like, you know what I mean? That doesn't That doesn't seem intimidating. Like, you don't you don't seem like some sort of like imposing figure when you have hair like that. So um, that almost leads me to believe that the people surrounding him were probably like really in the streets and based on the, the actual like allegations in the, in the affidavit and stuff like that. um, It, it it does lead you to believe that the people around him were really, you know, really, really gang affiliated really about that life you know what you know another thing that makes me believe that he went on a breakfast club to kind of like you know kind of he got a tip from Mm -hmm. the lawyer probably yeah is when he said that he got a call from the you know the agency or whatever saying that they was going to do something to his mom yeah and he was just having all this information that seemed like it was you know like everybody was after him type of shit so when he go up with the jury he got all this information yeah but it's like, bro, like, I don't think you're going to get off on this one. Like, yeah. I don't I don't really know. If, and if he does, and he tried to offer them $1.7 million bail, and they denied it. To get out, yeah. So it's like, when you get, you offer over a million dollars bail, and they say, nope. And it, oh, man. And to make it worse, like, you got the wrong tattoo on your face. You got a six, not 69 on your forehead in prison? Mm-hmm. That's the wrong tattoo to have. Yeah. You got a sex position on your forehead? <laughs> You're like, I'm going to show you what a 69 is, bro. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what the, uh, yeah. I don't know how, obviously, some everyone has a different prison experience. So the people that I've heard, I know people that have been in prison, and they never tell me stories about, um, like, rape culture in prison. Like, I was watching, there was a video I watched, and the guy was talking about, like, someone getting raped in prison. Um and um, he says something. The story had came to him like um, he was asking the guy out. I guess he had served a prison sentence. And I don't know if this guy was in prison and he wrote the guy or whatever the case may be. But basically he was saying like, hey, I'm a guy. I've been in prison. Um, I can I constantly keep getting raped by this guy and I don't know what to do about it. Um, uh, what can I do or can you help me get out of this situation? And the dude was like, to be honest, man, I don't know. This sounds kind of weird. He's like, um, in any situation that I've seen or, and I've been in somebody that gets raped that often probably likes it. 
So wow. he was like, he was like, when when I was in there, like that doesn't like I don't know whatever the laws are or whatever. However, they set up these these cells or whatever the case may be. But he was saying like people aren't getting raped like that. If that's happening that often, it's because it's like a mutually beneficial thing. So I was like, Dang. wow. Yeah, I have no comment. Um, <laughs> that's horrible. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. But it's definitely a concept. It, yeah, it, I can't disagree with it because it's something that can be real. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think that it, he hasn't like Takashi Six Nine has not even started to show his potential in in music, and it's gonna be over for him, man. Yeah, like, and you just got off another case, and now you got another one. I likened it to um, to Tupac, yes. And obviously, I'm not comparing Takashi to Tupac. No. But if you if you look at Tupac's career, he you know he came in with Digital Underground. You know he was rapping. His his subject matter was totally different. Yes. And it, and it the the irony of it is they're bo- they were both affiliated with Bloods. You know Tupac being the Suge Knight and his people, and Takashi being you know this whole Trey um I think it's like nine trade bloods or something along those lines, but whatever the case may be, you know, they both were seemed to be like, you know, just regular kids, good kids. And they somehow get caught up in this, this, um, this lifestyle. Yeah. And you're, you're around it so much. You just kind of get consumed in it. And eventually you start, you know, throwing up signs, you start beating people up, you start, you know, calling people out and it 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 almost seems as simple as if they weren't affiliated with Suge Knight or, you know, these nine trade bloods, they would have been, you know, they would have been okay. But this is crazy to me too. You brought up Tupac and, and I remember the old Tupac, the Tupac that was digital underground and mm-hmm. you know, um he did a lot of dancing and he wasn't rapping about, you know, West Side and none of that. He was still selling records. Still selling records. And then he got with Death Row Records and he throwing up the West Side. And like nobody looks at that with Tupac because Tupac passed away and they feel mm-hmm. like Tupac a legend. That's disrespectful. No, mm-hmm. it's real. It's, it's real. Even life. before that with Digital Underground, like um, there's an old Tupac interview of Tupac when he was he was in high school or something like that. And he was, I don't want to be like disrespectful, but he was like really feminine. Like yes, he had he his was. legs crossed and Very. the way he was talking was like, you yeah. know, and I was just like, dang, just seeing that whole, like if you, the whole like transformation, if you were to sit these two video, like a video of that side by side with him in the um, California love video, throwing up West Side and dressed in all black, it's just a crazy transformation. Yeah, you you think about him on the couch talking with that weird Gumby cut he had. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, flash forward, California. Yeah, I did a bad voiceover. With yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was almost shocking when I seen that. I was like, hold on, like, and it, you know, like now it doesn't bother me as much. But you know, back then when where um, early two thousands and um, the we're like at the height of homophobia. Exactly. I'm just looking at it like, dang, my nigga Tupac, like what's going on? Yeah. I thought I was the only one that thought that. Uh-huh. I was like, Tupac was seeming a little bit different there. <clears throat> yeah. 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 And he was really in the arts. I don't, I don't, I don't think he was in ballet or he wasn't, he was in some type of arts. 
Yeah, he was doing like theater and stuff. Theater, that's what it was. He's mm-hmm. doing theater. Mm-hmm. He's like, I really actually love to, you know, do theater, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then later on, it's like, fuck these bitches because these bitches ain't shit. And yeah, you be like, uh, That's crazy. Uh, it's really, uh, what do you call it, uh, hyper-masculine. Mm-hmm. You know? And you see, like, part of that is just, it's like fame. You know what I yeah. mean? What fame does to you because I, fe- I felt like, Tupac is on this journey and he's he's just making music and then you know you have to uphold a certain you know public image you know what I mean and you're being surrounded by certain people and a lot of stuff a lot of stuff that he he had done had been caught on camera and it was probably because a camera was there yes he's walking out of you know court spitting on cameramen and doing like Doing all kind of, just doing all kind of stuff. It's unnecessary stuff. It seemed like some of it was forced. Mm-hmm. It was forced more than it was possibly genuine. Yeah, and maybe he felt obligated. Maybe he had the same uh, Takashi Six Nine type mentality. Mm-hmm. That's why I see you're trying to make the comparison, mm-hmm. and it's not a comparison between Takashi Six Nine and, and Tupac. It's a comparison of the age because yeah. Tupac was very young when he died. When mm-hmm. he was twenty three or four. I think it was 24. He's 24. Takashi's 22 and doing prison time. And and Tupac also did prison time. Then mm-hmm. it was crazy about some with Tupac is he was very he was actually very intelligent. Yeah. So you think of a person that's that intelligent, they understand their their actions and and the repercussions that come from those actions. So it's like how much of this is forced? Yeah. Like a person that smart shouldn't be in those positions. Not at all. Because he's He's able to eloquently speak about, you yeah, know, exactly. You know these, uh, you know, uh, stuff like um, the art of war and different books exactly. and different philosophers and, um, you know, just all kind of stuff. And and then you juxtaposition that with like him fighting in a casino after a Mike Tyson fight. This is like, no, those things don't they don't really match up, but. You have this. If you feel like you're you're torn in between the two, like you have to upload this image of like a label like Death Row, like the the freaking. I think Snoop Dogg talked about it. How he was like, I wrote murder was a case that they gave me before I had a murder case, and he was like, I seen there that there was so much power in the words that I put out there. Oh man! And you got to think about Death Row, like. Label, uh, naming your label after something so like so sinister, so negative, yeah, so yeah. sinister. It's like that's almost setting your label up for failure, and that's definitely that's why the label isn't around anymore. It's energy, man. Yeah. I, I you, I think that's something you really start to believe in more when you get older. Mm-hmm. When you're younger, you don't believe in energy because your brain is not that in depth. Like you're basically like fuck the world, fuck them, and mm-hmm. if they think I'm a bitch, I'm gonna prove to them that I'm not a punk, mm-hmm. and all. And you're just proving things to people. You're you're more or less caught up in you're 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 trying to always be affirmed, and you're always trying to prove things. So you get caught up in this world that is not you, mm-hmm. and not until you're mature enough, you understand that look, this shit doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in control of what's happening in my life, and I need to make sure I make a change. But it's unfortunate that Tupac and Takashi Six Nine did not have that opportunity. 
Yeah. You know, they got they were too young. They were just engulfed in shit. And it, it ended up taking Tupac's life and Takashi 6ix9ine, basically his life, too. Because when you take away someone's freedom, you take away their life. Yeah. And I pray that he'll be okay. Because mm-hmm. it's like, and the people that talk to him, um, it, they, Fat Joe did an interview with him on Title that got released recently. Yeah. And it, it, it was, it's been trending, and I watched it. And Fat Joe said, look, they're going to try to get you, bro. They they gonna try to they gonna try to pull a fat Joe on you. Mm-hmm. He said back in the day I was an idiot. I had a bunch of crazy cats with me and uh, I couldn't control them. Mm-hmm. And eventually, some I mean somebody he said eventually I wised up, but they was trying to get me. He said the feds was on me, man. They was trying to get me, but they didn't end up getting me. And I'm letting you know they gonna try to get you, man. And he was like, and then uh, Takashi Six Nine was like, I mean, like you know, I only can control what I can control, and this and that. And he wasn't really trying to hear. Uh, uh, Fat Joe. Yeah, but Fat Joe, everything Fat Joe said, literally is what happened exactly to the point. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yo, like a lot of times when you, when older people try to tell you something, mm-hmm. you might want to listen. Yeah, <laughs> man, because a lot of the shit they've been through it, man. Uh, Charlemagne try to tell him, Fat Joe try to tell him. Yeah, um, man, it was multiple older artists trying to tell him to cut that shit out mm-hmm. and then that it was too late i think what what they don't realize also is that being a public figure and also being a gang member oh my god makes it easier for these for the feds you know what i mean you're yes you're you're like a poster child for you know a gang or a group of you know people doing committing crimes and it's just an easy target because all this stuff, like you're still affiliated with, you know, these people in the hood doing these crimes and there's some sort of communication with them all the time. So they see you around them. They see you, you know, pulling up in the hood. There's always cameras around. There's, you know, they're tapping phones and all kind of stuff. I think um, if you read read the the charges brought against them um, and the evidence that, you know, the the people are saying they have is like, some of it is like they're tapping phones. Some of it is they have um there was a video recording that Takashi did himself of um like the gang robbing somebody or something like that. And they have yeah, like I said, they have the phone taps, they have that that visual evidence. I'm sure they have tons of footage around town of, you know, them riding around or them doing all kind of, you know, crimes around town, just, you know, the by the cameras in the city and it's just like there was a, a interview with Nipsey Hussle and he talked about how yeah. like game banging is dead because there's too much like Big Brother is out there like that they made the the book 1984 in the movie and it's it's even more so true today because there's so much more technology out there not Definitely. only do you have street cameras you have people's cell phones and people are constantly recording stuff that they think Definitely. is going to be exciting. Yep. And it's just like, there's no, like, there's not really, there's not really a way to, you know, maneuver like you were able, like, you got to think like people like uh, Frank Lucas and all the biggest, El Chapo even, all the biggest drug, like, we know how the story ends. Exactly. Tupac, Biggie, all we we know how the story ends, but somehow people still think that 
they're going to be like the one that gets away or they're going to be the one that like, you know, you live in that life. It's only two ways out mm -hmm. death or prison. Mm -hmm. That's it. I ain't never seen a drug dealer that retired. And if he retired, he was a snitch. Yeah. Okay. My uncle got federal prison time. He did nearly 13 years. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we had a conversation in regards to, you know, what it went on and whatnot. And he was like, man, he's like, man, I give it all back. He said, all the cars I had, all that money I had, if I could get them years back, I, I would definitely take them back, but I can't. You know, my uncle did so much time that his, his boys was babies. And mm -hmm. when he got out, they was grown men. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you take time from people, man, they, it just it's taking their life. So you could have all the money in the world and have these gold teeth and this rainbow hair and be one of the hottest rappers in the game and end up losing all that shit. Mm -hmm. Ain't worth it. Period. That's real. Yeah, man. And it's too many examples for people to constantly be committing the same mistakes. Yeah. No. Nope. It's like we they see this we see this narrative in hip hop all the time, but somehow even somebody somebody so close to you like Bobby Shmurda, right? Like they know each other. They got a song together. It's like there's no way that you should be you know, following the same path that he did. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, Smyrna got like seven years. Mm-hmm. That's like, bro, like they can't. And he's not going to, um, Takashi is going to get way more than that. Yeah, it's looking bad. Mm -hmm. Looking real bad. Yeah. Well, prayers for uh, Daniel Hernandez. Mm -hmm. his real name. Yeah. All right, moving forward, man. One-sided comprehension. What I've learned in my life is that people only understand things as far as their comprehension will allow them to. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed, especially the perfect example of that is liberals and conservatives. Mm -hmm. A conservative can make a great point, but a liberal will be like, no, that's not right. I don't get it. A liberal can make a great point and a conservative will be like, no, that's, that doesn't make sense. I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. And it's only because it's not that the person didn't make a valid point. It's the fact that you have selective comprehension. Mm -hmm. You only want to comprehend things that you believe in and you understand. Mm -hmm. And I find it completely stupid that people do this shit. They do it every motherfucking day. You see people arguing on the Internet. Oh, you know, uh, this is this. And Obama did this. And this is what. And it, and it the same like. Trump could do the same exact thing that Obama did and people would be like, well, it was different because of this. And it'll be the same thing. Like if you comprehend that situation differently, you understand that it's the same motherfucking thing and you need to just move on. Yeah. I think this almost ties into that, um, that thing we seen with, with designer Charlemagne the God. Yes. Like, you know, designers calling in, he's trying to donate, but you know, they're making fun of him. They're making jokes, DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God. And, um, uh, he got a lot of backlash for it. Cause you know, and then, um, designer had made a video and he was basically threatening DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God. Yeah. Um, which was kind of like corny in itself, but at the yes, same time, like, I don't think Charlemagne the God, like felt like he did anything bad and that's part of that you know that one-sided comprehension exactly. comprehension in his mind he was so set on him being okay with what he did that no matter what anyone said on you know on the internet or whatever the case may be he would have never found 
like he would have never felt like he did anything wrong. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Let's be very clear here. Okay, I have the utmost respect for Charlemagne God. I I love both of his books, bought them both. Mm-hmm. But I also got to call people out when they're full of shit, because two things can be true, as Charlemagne says all the time. The guy um, is very conscious and uh, awoke of social issues. Um, he's very insightful, mm-hmm. but he's also a dick mm-hmm. <laughs> on the show. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, uh, to shed more light on the whole story that Keith just talked about, they have a thing on the on the Breakfast uh, Breakfast Club, which is a show Charlemagne God and and uh, DJ Envy and Angela Yee run, which pretty much everyone knows about. Mm-hmm. Um, they called in on a radio station, and it's a, it's a, a thing called Change for Change. I guess it's for mental illness, I believe. Mm-hmm. And and a designer, which is an American rapper that came out with that song, Panda, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So that guy, the Panda Man, the Panda Man, he calls in, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, "Yeah, I want to send us. I want to send a shout out to Angelie, my sister Angelie, and make a make a donation to Change for Change." And then Charlemagne is making fun of him, like, like making fun of his voice, him and DJ Envy. Mm-hmm. And mind you, this guy is calling in to make a donation. Why is this an appropriate time for you to make fun of somebody? Mm-hmm. It, which is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And during this whole situation that we just got through talking about Takashi 69, Charlemagne was telling Takashi 69 that all this extra shit you're doing is unnecessary, man. It's unnecessary. You don't got to do this. The people love the music. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's correct. That I feel he was right. But Charlemagne the God has had two New York Times bestseller books which are very successful. He's invested in a lot of other businesses and he's helped a lot of other people get their platforms. But yet you're doing this childish shit where you're making fun of somebody when they call in on a radio station. Mm -hmm. So you in yourself, Charlemagne are making fun of somebody when you ain't got to do that. That, I think that's corny, especially Mm -hmm. if you don't, if you don't take designer seriously, that's fine. But to make fun of him is not cool. Mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. you still need to respect that man and on top of that dj envy really is a contradiction because these De- is made fun of his wife and he didn't even want to do the interview with him he walked off he walked out of the the the, the room and called him uh Jesus and bitch or bitch and marrow or whatever mm-hmm. he called him and he walked out mm-hmm. obviously his wife is very important to him which is obvious but you don't think designers rap isn't serious you don't think he take his shit serious, mm-hmm. but yet you making fun of him. That's the problem. People don't comprehend things when it's outside of themselves. Yeah, they tend to um, make fun of people or do certain things or not have the same exact energy towards it. I'm using Charlemagne's term towards something when it's them, mm-hmm. and that's a big problem. Mm-hmm. You know, you got this as, as, and I think we all somewhat to some degree have that issue, Mm -hmm. but some way worse than others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, we, we, it's it's most prominent in, in politics, I think. Definitely. I think that there's probably a Republican out there that genuinely believes that everyone should have health care, but because they're so set in, you know, living up to the creed of Republicans where it's like, you know, 
um, small government and you know what I mean, leave the power to the people and stuff like that. They don't, they don't like, they're going against, uh, they're going against like the simple, you know, bare necessities of being a human and that stuff shows up in arguments. You know what I mean? Someone can make a valid point and they're like, "Ah, I don't know. Like I'm essentially that they'll make a, a rebuttal, you know, trying to state facts or whatever the case may be. But um, it'll essentially be saying I'm a Republican and I'm standing firm on my Republican beliefs and Democrats do it, you know, as well. Like exactly. there's some, there's probably some things I can't name them off the top of my head, but there's probably some things that, um, that are like, like that we believe me and Eddie would believe like, dang, that's, that's an, you know, that's an all right bill to pass or Decky. like, that's, Decky. you know, that's, that's pretty interesting. Like maybe we should take a look in, into that. Um, but you know, being a Democrat, we, uh, the typical person would just be like, ah, I don't know. This is not, this is not, or this is bad for this reason. And we shouldn't do this for this reason. So I think people have to just open their mind up, exactly. you know what I mean? And broaden their horizons and stop, um, look, looking at everything from a biased standpoint. Exactly. And you'll be able to, um, you'll be able to understand the world more and make, make better choices. Exactly. Like, here's the thing. This is what the problem I have with liberals. Okay. This is my thing. Now me being liberal myself, I would consider myself that, but I'm kind of, kind of walking away from that too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My issue is this. Okay. Obviously liberals overall do not like Donald Trump. A lot of the reasons I can understand, but if Donald Trump says something and I feel there is great validity to it, I'm going to say, oh, you know what? That's, that sounds great. You know what? He's right about that. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to admit like, Hey, he's right about that. Like that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas other liberals be like, you know, fuck blah, blah, blah. You know, that's ridiculous. If Donald Trump literally was for the rest of his presidency was to do a stellar job, a lot of liberals wouldn't even admit it. Yeah. They would just be like, no, he's terrible for this country. He's blah, 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 blah. Yeah. If he literally can undid the things he said as far as, you know, what, regardless of what it was, if somehow he was able to tap into everyone and have this kumbaya type moment in America, people would not even recognize it because they are already sold on hating him. You know, you know where that also comes into play, even outside of politics mm-hmm. and sports. Oh yeah. There's people that hate LeBron James so much that yeah. they won't they won't they can't recognize his greatness. That's very true. Or they hate Kobe Bryant so much that they can't even acknowledge that he's one of the best players ever. Exactly. Exactly. Great point. Um and in regards to that, even though I do consider myself liberal, mm-hmm. if there was a Republican candidate that I felt was uh uh you know fit to be the next president to be number 46 uh i definitely he would get my vote mm-hmm. and and what do you call it what bipartisan um no i believe bipartisan is um like a bill or a law that if, like um both they both agree applies equally to, applies yeah. to both parties um you're just more of an independent independent person. thing yeah, yeah person yeah so 
that's more or less where I would stand. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of people, they have more allegiance to their party being, whether it's Democrat or Republican, than the actual issues. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes down to arguments, people will argue things over and over. And they beca- it's like a straw man argument. Like all they do is argue the same points and they don't want to budge at all. There's no point of even talking if that's the case. Mm-hmm. You see these internet arguments and it's like, oh my God, like just stop it. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. And it's it's a lot of it is due to the fact that people uh have this one sided comprehension. They only understand their points, mm-hmm. their views, and they don't give a fuck about nothing else. Yeah. That's real. I think I think my beliefs align um further to the democratic side. Democratic side, uh more so than the middle. Um and I don't know if I would ever vote for a Republican, but I I do believe that most people in the world should fall somewhere in the middle. But we have to. I think we have too many extreme people out there. So when it comes to stuff like politics, um, we get like these weird, weird arguments, and you know, arguments that unnecessary arguments. Um, if we, I feel like if we were we had more people towards the middle that were more so independent thinkers, um, we would be able to have like genuinely good conversations. Definitely. Yeah. And people would, people would be able to vote, um, and get the best outcomes versus voting and getting the outcome that they feel historically they need to, you know, they need to side with. Yeah. That, yeah, that's very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know, uh, as you were mentioning earlier, you gave those examples. It's just, not only in politics, just in general as a society, we got to do a better job with being able to listen to things that are outside of our, you know, our beliefs or thoughts and, and you know, try to figure it out. Just listen because it may make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, it's sometimes where we shouldn't do that. For example, we shouldn't be going onto a remote island with with uh, random <laughs> Indian people or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. And then we get shot out with some fucking arrows. Like, yeah, that's too far. Now we're pushing our beliefs on someone else. Mm-hmm. You know what we feel, you know, it's, it kind of falls into the one sided comprehension a little bit. Yeah. You know, like we comprehend that, you know, our, you know, what, what the God we believe in is almighty and whatever you believe in isn't very important. So let me share it with you. Like, no, mm-hmm. take these arrows, you know? So that's, that's <laughs> the bad, that's the bad thing mm-hmm. uh, in regards to that. Yeah. Um, ultimately, um, I felt like, I feel like I've done a better job because I was one of those people that was just talking mad shit about Trump when he first became president. Uh-huh. I was one of the complainers online. Oh, man, F this. This is ridiculous. He said this. Getting excited about what he said and sharing like sharing something on Facebook that was negative. Yeah. When, when I offered absolutely nothing to society by offering, by sharing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's oversaturated, like, information. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it's just, I don't know. It's like me enforcing what I believe about things on other people. And I don't, in a grand scheme of things, I don't think that's very important. Mm-hmm. You know, it's better for me. I feel like receiving information is more important to me from both sides. Not trying to persuade people, but just giving people information. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's real. Yeah. 
What, you chiming? You chiming in on that? No, nah, that was. Oh. I, I was. I was just saying. I agree. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> usually, like Keith has this weird pause before he has something like really profound. He's gonna right. say. When my wheels get to churning. Yeah. Wheels going. Hundred percent. Oh, Jay, God bless that guy. <laughs> Decap. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, that's. I mean, it's it's not too complex. Mm-hmm. I just think ultimately, man, we just got to do a better job of not only hearing the shit we want to hear, only watching the news that we want to watch. You know, um, there were, I was listening to earlier podcast, uh, 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 brilliant, uh, old Brilliant Idiots podcast that had Tax Stone on it. Mm-hmm. And Tax Stone said he wanted to have somebody from the Ku Klux Klan on his podcast. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, everybody is going to be like, oh, fuck that. Why would you have him on there? I, I can completely understand why he wants to have a guy from the Ku Klux Klan on there. Mm-hmm. Because I want to see, even obviously I don't believe what you the shit you're talking about. I want to understand like how your brain is working. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to comprehend things outside of what I feel. People nowadays have this idea of, I hate you. I don't even want to meet with you. I don't even want to talk to you. I just want to hate you from a distance. Yeah. I, I, I think that... Um I remember you mentioned that a while back, like about you wanting to interview a uh, yes a Ku Klux Klan member. Yep, um, and I wasn't really interested, um, but I do see the benefit. Like I, I think I now I see the benefit because we watched that the Black Klansman movie exactly, and we literally seen like a black man and a white man, um, a white man that was like the prime minister of like the freaking KKK. The Grand Wizard. Like, yeah, the Grand Wizard. He he fell in love with, like, they had a really genuine uh, friendship. Yep. And um, the only thing that deterred that friendship was the fact that the, like, he eventually found out that the guy that he befriended and that he wanted to be a part of the clan was actually black. So that kind of, like, screwed everything up. Um, but, yeah, like, literally, like, like the only thing that was... Um, went wrong with that relationship was that he was black. So if if we can go in with that, like knowing that um, the only thing wrong with that is that he has this thing stuck in his mind that black people are bad and he doesn't want to be affiliated with exactly. them. Um, we can really, we can really make like a lot of progress. You know oh, what I mean? definitely. Cause that, that would be, those those pe- those racist people will try to create um like these fake intangible things in their brain to Thank make you. it feel like that's the reason why they don't like something or exactly. someone exactly but we already seen it like they're best friends and you know you, you know what the reason why I want to have someone from the Ku Klux Klan or you know just a racist person and interview them and talk to them because I could make them like me by the end of the interview by the end of, by the end of the interview I feel like I could make them like me. Mm-hmm. And and I don't mean that as in like, you know, like I'm going to impose my will. It's just because I'm going to listen to them. I want to hear about what they hear, what they're saying. And I want to just like make, you know, make subtle comments, you know, con- keep really good energy, you know, make them laugh, this and that. And then as soon as they know it, they're going to be like, oh, my God, I laughed at a black man's joke. Mm-hmm. You know, or oh mm-hmm. man, this guy's actually really cool, mm-hmm. or he's really funny, or he's really, you know, he's really in depth guy. Because most people that are racist, they just have a lack of complete lack of just interaction with black people. Yeah. So by you do by you doing that, 
they're going to be like, oh, wow. And that's why I understand what Tax Stone was saying. Mm-hmm. You know, and it takes people, people are just too closed minded. Mm-hmm. You know, they're way too closed minded. Let me, I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast yet or not. Um, but there, when I first got my Class A license, when I first became a truck driver, there was a guy that was in my training class. Mm-hmm. He was an older dude, he had a lot of tattoos and stuff. But he's a really cool guy. He was like a Christian guy. He said he had changed his life, and then uh, it was. And then one day we were at uh, at at the uh, we were taking a break, and mind you, this is out in Fontana, and we're all from different parts of the country. And he just told me and like two of my buddies, he's like, "Well, I did some time in prison, and you know, you know, and you know, I was you know a part of some things I'm not proud of, mm-hmm. and." On his chest, he had a swastika, and he had another huge swastika on his shoulder, and he had lightning bolts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like he was such a cool guy. Like literally after the fact, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like and he, I knew that was his past. He had made some mistakes. But if I was closed-minded, I'd be like, oh, you hate black people. Fuck you, bro. Mm-hmm. But I knew his – He, I genuinely knew the guy had a good heart, and – we were still really great friends, mm-hmm. but the average person does not have, um, they don't have, they cannot comprehend anything outside of their own thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. They just get a, immediately get in their feelings. As soon as they see something they don't like, they're off of it. Yeah. And that's, that's actually very bad. Yeah. That's real. I'm gonna be real with you. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I gotta figure that. I was like, "What's wrong with this guy?" Man? I snapped my fingers, and I, it seemed like like I snapped Keith out of a trance. <laughs> Keith was over here thinking about pussy during the podcast. <laughs> Wait, what? Keith was like, when I, get, "When I get out of here, man, I got this Latina that I was." No, but- <laughs> One of my listeners is gonna get it. <laughs> 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 Oh man! <laughs> Don't get an all paid for trip. <laughs> all expenses paid for trip <laughs> to Keith's biggest shot. They have a raffle for whoever wanted to have sex with me. That'll be, <laughs> <laughs> be crazy. Yeah. I'll be like, man, I need a raffle next. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh dang! Crazy, well, man. you know what, man? We came to the end of this podcast. Yeah. It is getting late, and Keith is it's past his bedtime. <laughs> Keith over here putting his thumb in his mouth and shit. I'm like, oh god, this is guy. You know what I hate? The dudes that be putting their hand in their pants when they be like, when they get tired or something. That's weird. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You scratching your balls? What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Are, are you just putting your hands down there? Yeah. I was having a conversation with um <laughs> with uh one of my friends. He's uh he does like he does videography and stuff. And uh, we were just chilling and we were watch, we were riding or watching a video or something like that. Um, but he like he had kicked his feet up and he had he was wearing like sweats. So he just kind of had his pants in his hand. Like it was, I, I don't know if it was cold in the room, but whatever the case, he had his pants. I mean, his hand in his pants and uh, he was having like a full blown conversation with me. And I didn't really realize it until he started, like, talking to me. And I was like, I just felt a little bit uncomfortable looking at him when I was talking to him. Yeah, you got your fucking hands in your pants. Yeah. That's weird. You're touching yourself while I'm talking. Yeah. (laughs) You sound like, uh, what's the dude's name, Tony? 
uh, Tony Baker. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, hey, man, you have a good day. Yeah. You constantly got your hands on your balls, and you're like, hey, sir, you have a good day. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, uh, we made it to the end of this podcast, episode 35. You this made might it be the longest episode ever. It might be. Mm-hmm. It might be if Keep keeps if Keep keeps on interjecting when I'm talking. Yeah. No, I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, man, episode 35. 35. Made it to the end. Thank you for listening uh-huh. uh, on this episode of Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Things. You have a blessed night. Peace. Peace.